everybody. Trying to see if my yeah, it's in there. I panicked on my <clears throat> last uh, posted earlier, and I took it down. Welcome to the 50 Minute Rev, by the way. I'm Dr. Missy Hood. Happy summer. Happy 9th of all weekend. I uh, hope you guys are having a great week. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Hey, Cynthia, how's it going this afternoon? But yeah, I panicked before. That's why I took the other one down. Hi, Ida. I took the other one down, uh, <laughs> and then I realized my mic wasn't on that page. It was on the next page. I just thought, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It just shows I haven't done these in a while, and so I needed to get back in the groove of things. But hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, I know the pressure's high. You, it's to be expected. It's the 9th of Ob weekend. Hope you guys are praying protection over yourself as we move um, into the weekend. Psalms 91. Hey, James. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Susan, Sonia, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. So hope you're doing good. Keeping your cool. Making sure you're maintaining your groove and moving forward with the spirit of the Lord. Yeah, you can feel it big time. You can feel it big time. But my prayer for you is that you're moving right on out of the old and into the new. And so, I mean, it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be at this place um, as you go. And I'm praying that you're making it into the next place because the next place of Christ's heart is by invitation only. I don't know if you realize that. And so that's making sure that we're being obedient in this season so we can be invited to come closer to him. God can't dwell where sin is. And so he doesn't let just anybody come near his heart. And so um, that's where we're at right now. This weekend is the eye of the needle. I call it the eye of God because, because God's doing an inspection. He's inspecting us to make sure we're aligning <clears throat> with what's required for the next level. So the 15 minute rev today is called the ninth of off, the gnashing of teeth, hypocrisy exposed everywhere. Man, I'm so tired of these hard words. I love you, Lord. <laughs> it's a hard word again. Um, because I really, really believe that God is honing in on the church right now, trying to get us to get cleaned up. He's trying to get us into a place of safety. He's trying to get his people where we're aligned correctly with love. He's bringing us back to the basics of love. He's bringing us back to the basics of love. And so if you haven't felt love lately, if you haven't felt loved, or if you felt like you were surrounded by cold love, by gnashing of teeth, because we live in a society that's loveless. And so we have in the church right now. And I praise God. That's the truth, James, because you know what to expect. That's exactly right. If you've done this a few times with me, I mean, if you've done the, the C2 a few times with me, uh, our people know what to expect. And so it gets harder as you climb. I'm not going to lie. It gets harder as we go through every year. And so um, it's just a blessing to have you guys here this afternoon. So, Let's jump into the message and I'm going to get you on your way and on to your weekend. Please do be praying Psalms 91 over yourself this weekend. Be careful when you're out and about. <clears throat> People are manifesting all around me right now because the pressure is so high. They don't even know why they're manifesting. People don't even understand why they're testy. They're rude. They're, they're mean spirited and they're angry. They're very angry and they don't even know why. And, and it's just amazing to me as I just, I'm just staying quiet, man. Except for on here, I, I don't have a choice but to talk on here. But anyway, so what's witchcraft hitting you with? If you don't believe in witchcraft, you certainly will after this is over with as we move into C3. C3 is a blessing to move into because you start hitting this place where things kind of start 
they power up but the warfare kind of powers down a little bit and you have a whole lot of angelic activity a, a lot of holy angels coming in at these new levels and so you're going to be meeting a whole lot of new angels hopefully um you're going to be getting to know god at a new level hopefully pardon me i'm sorry I have allergies to the max but what's witchcraft hitting you with at present you need to be binding away early death assignments uh they're they seem to be uh releasing witches and satanists seem to be releasing early death assignments against front runners freak accidents you need to be binding those off breaking them off daily you need to be praying down psalms 91 over your longevity over your future psalms 91 in psalms 30 31 5 that your times are in god's hands and then we're going to get into that here in a second too for all those people who like to use the second heaven courtrooms and you think you're playing everybody else's god and you need deliverance yourself god's got a word for you today hallelujah so let's jump into this so if you're using the courts of heaven and you're abusing how you use them the lord's saying in this hour you will be judged you will be judged we're in the hour of judgment we're going to jump right on into the message i'm just i've got a hard word i'm going to say what he's told me to say um and I know the enemy's been trying to sway people away from this channel to try to keep the truth from getting out there to get people free because the enemy hates when the truth gets out there. He hates when people start, especially the church. He does not want you free. He wants you stuck. He wants you going to hell. And so that sounds like a cliche, but it's the truth. It's the hour we live in. And if you don't sense the times that we live in, you're sadly mistaken. You're behind. You're stuck in the apparatus of religion. And I'm not getting into all the doctrines and all that stuff about the law and all that stuff. But there's an apparatus that's over the body of Christ very strategically. It's the law of sin and death that makes people demanding that you've got to live by the law. And they don't have a sense of, sense of authenticity. They don't understand that there are many other facets to the law. There's the law of Moses. The, it, the law serves its purpose. It helps us to learn to live our life correctly. But when you're filled with the Spirit, the Spirit is the one who guides you into all grace and all truth. You, that's why you have to get Spirit-filled in order to finish the job correctly. You don't just run to first base and stop playing the game. Yeah, you don't do that. If you want to play baseball, you want to learn to play ball, you got to learn how to run to first, second, third base, and hit a home run. you got to learn how to hit home runs. So you got to come all the way home. You got to go, come all the way home in order to get your points on the scoreboard. And by the way, you're not earning points with God when you hit a home run. But you need to understand how to do things. And the Spirit will lead you into all truth if you get Spirit-filled. So that's where we're at right now. But the Lord's saying, if you are using the courts of heaven and you think you're in the right courts, remember there are two sets of courts. There's the demonic courts in the second heavens, and then there's the court of the king. And you don't get to come near a holy God unless you do things his way. Okay, that means that you're going to be praying only what you hear your father say and, and praying and saying what you hear your father saying. You're not praying your emotions. You're not demanding to play people's God because you're not. God says, judge not lest you be judged. Matthew 7, 12. So you're actually living your life. You're living your life according, in accordance with God's heart, in accordance with God's standard and the way that he does things, not the way that you would do things because I don't know about you, but when I was living out in the world, I was living like hell. And so I, I didn't have a really, really good life then. But now I can honestly say my life's gotten really, really good. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And so this is the new place we're standing in. But God is saying in this new place, I'm, judgment is hitting the house of God. He's starting with the house of God first. And God takes it very, very seriously. And he will not honor anyone trying to play God over other people's lives by releasing early death decrees because our days are in his hands, not yours. 
For those of you trying to play everybody else's God that are stuck underneath the law of sin and death, shame on you. Shame on you and shame on you for being foolish and stupid. For thinking that you're God when you're not. I'm just saying it. I'm just going to say it right there. The Lord's saying, good luck there. Good luck if that's you. Good luck. Because you're on a slippery slope if you're behaving like that. And the Lord says, you need to take notice that I'm looking at all that you do, says the Lord. I'm seeing all that you do behind closed doors, and I'm taking notice. I'm taking notes because the entire nation right now is under judgment, but he's starting with the house of God first. So good luck to those people stuck up on, doing, on that particular test. I think what did Pastor Duplantis said, they're stuck on stupid. But I'm not going to quote other people. I'm just going to say what I hear him say to me. So we're seeing a severe... Even further separating now within society, but especially within the body of Christ. So we've got divisions going on, okay? Got divisions happening because we've got three-fourths of the body stuck at some point in contraction point two in the past. Some are stuck underneath the apparatuses of religion. Some are just stuck in the flesh. They haven't chosen to get matured. And you've got a remnant now going where no man has gone before. They, they're trusting God in all things. We're trying to go and trust him no matter what. No matter what. And we've and it's so exciting to be in this place, man, because it's like, it's an adventure. It's really an adventure because even if you don't know where he's taking you, you know he's good. I don't know about you, but I know he's good. And I know that he's faithful to finish what he starts. And I've seen him do these processes before in my life with decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing. And he finishes what he starts. And I have to keep reminding myself that even though we have the gnashing of teeth going on around us, there's a lot of nasty people out there right now. A lot of angry people. A lot of, you know that fear is the root of all anger. So you need to ask some of these people gnashing their teeth at you, what are you so angry about? What are you so afraid of? That you're wrong? But God's got good news for you too. I mean, there's always room for repentance. There's always room for change and being changed. I didn't like my fish on there today. He's one of my favorites. That's why I made him big. And people are like, Dr. Missy, you're immature for a woman your age. No, I'm not. I have a child like heart. And life intrigues me, and I like it. It's my little that I like to do. If you don't like it, swipe arm. <laughs> I love you. Prophecy. Interesting prophecy. A lot of the prophets are saying the same thing. So this aligns with what, are the, what the other prophets are saying. So, But this is my interpretation as well. Because of C2 and how high-pressured C2 is, and we're really starting to see, because God's fire is high pressured. Remember I told you C1 is your opportunity to work with God. C2 is God's opportunity to kind of make you come kicking and screaming. Uh, you can come or you can come, either you can, you can fight him or you can just come. But either way, you're going to come forward, <laughs> hopefully. But unless you just kick and scream to the max, you just get stuck back there. That's just that's what a lot of people are demanding to do right now. They're demanding to have their own way. Remember, love never demands its own way. And so we see this happening right now. And so in C2, it's an opportunity for us to really see through the pressure what's inside of people's hearts. The pressure forces that to the surface. I'm really hoping that's not really messing up on there. That's a shame. But if, if, it's, if it's messed up, then I'll just repost my YouTube on Facebook. Hoping the sound still is good. Um, not receiving enough video. 
what is the deal yeah let's get up there maintain open the widget open the know what that is we'll just stay on trap there it goes excellent connection there it goes so maybe it'll get better good okay so let's get back on track so this is my interpretation the high pressure is showing us how degraded parts have become and so i'm not called to judge you for the condition of your heart my job is to help you get back on task deliverance ministers hearts are to help you get back on task it'll clean up it'll clean up i'm ahead of you in this i'm like ahead of you in my streaming so you'll catch up and catch this but let me stay on task here so it's my job and it's deliverance ministers jobs to help you get cleaned up and it's it's my belief that god is bringing the deliverance ministers to the forefront he's bringing us to the forefront now and i'll tell you how that's working and how the lord is uh working that into the church now because for so many years deliverance ministry was kept at the back of the church on a thursday night it was a hush hush thing no 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 we don't talk about demons well you better now we need to start talking about it because they're definitely talking about you they're infiltrating the church they've infiltrated your bloodlines and you've got to get free in order to come higher into god's heart in order to come back into the glory in order to come back into love you've got to get free praise god thank you thank you for telling me that so we're in a season though what we're seeing where people are standing either they're standing in love they're standing with the truth or they've chosen to go their own way so we're seeing the true heart conditions of everyone around us and trust me just because someone has a big has a big arena to operate in doesn't mean they're healthy i'm just going to say that it doesn't mean they're healthy and they hate people that expose them because they hate the truth trust me in this they do and so the lord is saying with first corinthians 13 6 love does not delight in evil but it rejoices with the truth it rejoices with the truth and so god is calling us into all truth by this time in the ball game your walk should be depicting more truth meaning that you are starting to find yourself operating in more truth you're operating in higher levels of love you are seeing things differently than a lot of people around you and that's usually what happens when people stay at the lower levels of the mountain versus people that keep climbing doesn't mean you've arrived it just means you've chosen to obey so in this hour god's getting us back to the very basics of love and he's showing us the good old-fashioned way to relate and do things what do i mean by that are you one of those people this is what i mean by that are you one of those people who like to brush things under the rug when god calls you out on stuff are you just thinking no i didn't hear god in that no god would never talk to me like that oh yes he will yes he will but are you one of those people who don't like to deal with heart issues don't like to deal with your heart issues you like to disregard yourself while pointing out everybody else's heart issues because this is a problem we've got in the church right now too where people aren't willing to get cleaned up they want to apply the word to everybody else but themselves and god's saying no how about you start walking your walk and pulling the log out of your own eye before looking at the speck in another person's eye that's what god is saying in this hour he's wanting us to get cleaned up 
So, this is not an hour for hypocrisy. And God's exposing it all around us. But this weekend, as the ninth of off, it's a crossover point to get honest with God, lest you get left behind. Because many have already crossed over for having gone through so much deliverance prior. And that usually happens with deliverance ministries. Hopefully you're experiencing that. Hopefully you're getting free. But God's looking into all things right now. The ninth of Ab actually represents the eye of God looking at all things. He's omniscient. Remember, he's everywhere. God is everywhere. And so he's looking into all hearts. He's doing heart inspections because going higher into his spirit is by invitation only. You don't get to come near a holy God any old way you choose. You don't get to. None of us get to. We get to do things his way. Lest we hit the highway. And so, and you may think you're going higher. But if you're still operating in yesterday's garbage, then don't even bother. The Lord's saying, don't bother. I won't invite you higher. I can't dwell. I won't dwell near sin. I'll spew you out. So you don't want to get judged. That's a way to get judged too. You don't want to demand and come before a holy God like Aaron's sons did. Hello, that's called strange fire. That's why people are about to be judged in the second heavens for using those demonic courts against God's people. God's saying, take me seriously in this hour. I'm very, very serious. This isn't a game. And a lot of people want to just brush it off and say, eh, eh, eh. That's what she always says. She always says a bad word. Kind of like Elijah was told by Ahab. Oh, you never have a good thing to say about me. I'm just saying what I'm hearing them telling me right now. I'm not trying to shame anybody. I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm just telling you what he's saying. You can take it or you can leave it. It's between you and God. But this is an hour, in my opinion, to take him very seriously because of the world events. I'm sensing that by the spirit. I'm sensing that things are moving forward at an accelerated rate. And it's time to get serious lest you be left behind and left hanging out in the cold because you want the protection. You want the glory right now. That's why he's trying to get you there. But you got to work with him. And by the way, have you guys been watching, not to change the subject, but have you been watching the 2022 Southwest Believers Convention? My God, love those people. Love, the love, love, love the Copelands. What a loving ministry. All, do you understand who they are? They're not God, by the way, but do you understand how God uses them? They're the fathers of faith for our generation. What do I mean by that? They're apostles of faith. God birthed them into the earth for such a time as this. You go after what you need in the kingdom. You need healing, you go after healing ministers. You need faith, you go after faith ministers. You need more prophetic, you go after prophetic ministers. You sit underneath them. You sow into them. Because you'll, you, get, you get that impartation of that anointing by sowing. So if you don't get that by now, if you're a leader and you don't get that, then you're already behind. You're already way behind. And if you're putting your mouth all over people and you don't know what they do, then you're, you're really in a heap of trouble because God doesn't take kindly to that. Especially people that operate in very deep levels of love. And you know what the problem is, is that these men have paid a high price. These families have paid a very, very high price to operate in where they operate. So there's a lot of gnashing of teeth going on against them. People putting their mouth on them and, and people doing things when they know better which only shows their own heart condition. You reveal you're behind when you start putting your mouth on people. When you start giving lip service to things that you know you have no business doing. Let God take care of things. If you have 
And I'm going to get into that. I'm getting ahead of myself. But these, these men, let me, I'm going to get into this. But these are apostles of faith. And they're birthed into the earth to teach us about deep love. But also how deep love, when you operate in 1 Peter 1.22, how deep love moves mountains for you. How to decree a thing, decree a thing, decree a thing. And how to actually be successful in walking out the highest level of faith, which is creative faith. I think it's Kenneth Copeland that said we live by a season of seed plus time equals harvest. So when you have got the seed in the ground, you've planted the seed, you've received the prophetic word, you plant a seed to honor that prophetic word, you're sowing into the ground of the prophet that gave it to you, then you enter into the test of time. And then you keep decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, and decreeing a thing while God is raising your faith to match his own before that thing can manifest. That's what that's all about. So all these people who are saying, well, they're taking advantage of people. That's between you and God. That's just being stuck on stupid. They paid the price. You didn't. You're jealous. Own your stuff. Own your heart condition. I'm tired of dancing around issues. God is really tired of dancing around issues. Trust me. So it's, it's very convicting to me when I get around these fathers of faith every year because I know there's always improvement to be made in any heart, even my own. But if you're not watching that, you need to be watching it because they're going to teach you how to step into this new season. It's part of your calling and coming forward. Catch it. They're on replay right now. They've also, they're still going live. Catch it. You'll come up. I used to listen to them every year for 14 years and listen to them every day for 14 years, eight hours a day. I used to listen to the word. And they were part of my, my training uh, for about 14 years there. And every year when I would listen to one of their events, I would come up at least almost 10 to 100 levels. You can ask for whatever you want. God will give it to you. But your faith catapults when you listen to these conventions. That's why it's so good to go, and it's so good to listen, which brings us into Ezra 1, 1 through Ezra 270. And God's talking about how his plan is not finished yet. That's not finished. He's not finished with you. Matter of fact, God wants the nation to know his purposes and how he's going to accomplish them regardless of the evil activity around us. God's going to have his way. He finishes what he starts. Or regardless of a nation's evil heart. That's what we're dealing with right now, too. We're dealing with the heart of the nation. Do you understand that? On the international, federal, state, city, county, and personal level. And so the enemy's really, really targeting front runners. He's really, boy, is he targeting front runners. Woo! Getting hot out here. <laughs> but it, it is. He's really targeting. And, and it's all fine. That's good. That's what we were born for. We were born for the fire have gifts of love, so we're, we're used to the fire. We serve at the pleasure of the king. And so that's what's all around the throne is the fire of God. And so praise God, you know, God's gotten it going. But this happened during Jeremiah's time, just like it's happening today, or against the prophets today, where they were warned of coming judgment. And they were warning the people of coming judgment. And so God was coming closer to the nation of Israel to restore. He wanted to restore them back to his own heart if they would listen, if they would listen. And so this occurred from God's word to the king's word, who was King Cyrus, or those who have the Cyrus anointing in this day and time. If you've got a Cyrus anointing, you're called to be a deliverer, if you don't know that. You are birthed into the earth for such a time as this, and you're called to help release God's plan for society. But we're at a very, very critical place where the enemy's desperately trying to shut down voices of truth. Because nobody seems to want to look at their own heart conditions or they don't want, they don't want to know the truth these days. Have you noticed that? 
people expect you to dance around issues. I don't care if you're in the world or if you're in church. They, they, don't, want to, they don't want to know the truth. They would rather live a lie. They would rather live in some delirium, some false reality, rather than stand in truth because they can't handle the reality of the truth. So when you hit them with the truth, they get mad. Oh, they get mad. They get hot. And they're like, how dare you? We'll put you in jail. We'll do this. And it's like, go blow. You know, you're such, you're so full of hot air. You're just like your father, the devil. But God is demanding us to step into all truth. Now, if you know anything about God, if you step into all truth, that's true intimacy. If you know anything about intimacy, that means into me. See, look at me, God. Look inside me, God. Tell me if there's anything that doesn't align with you, God. That's true intimacy. So that you can there then go forth and you can relate with other people the same way. You're authentic. You're stepping into authenticity at that point. Hopefully, if you've got enough freedom, that's where his ultimate goal for you to stand is, is to be in authenticity so that you would be set apart. You would be genuine in the warm, unconditional love of Jesus. So God is saying we're in a critical place now where people are actually arrogant and prideful enough to disregard God, to disregard when he tells them, I'm coming closer. Ready or not, here I come. But with that comes judgment. And so with that also comes the gnashing of teeth. And so we're seeing a creation of two people groups as we look into the church and into society, that ought not be. Because the church should actually be the safest place on the planet for hurting people to thrive. Not just to survive, to thrive. You want to know why hurting people or how they get healed, how they actually get whole? They get whole by the love, the warm, unconditional love of those around them while they're going through their tough phase. Now, that doesn't give you permission to sin. It doesn't give you permission to bring Jezebel and Athaliah and, and Ahab up into the camp because those spirits have to be dealt with immediately. They can separate a whole house. Those demons are strategically sent into churches to divide purposefully because the enemy knows the, the spiritual law, house divided against itself will fall. And so when the enemy strategically places these demons on people, leaders have to have enough uh chutzpah if you will to confront this stuff and say hey man we want to get you into a deliverance program we love you enough we want to help you succeed but we're we're asking you to do this because we can't have this demon operate here and you have to handle it tactfully and i get that and i'm probably not the best person to do that because i'm double-sided swords of truth and so i'll just tell you point blank hey man you got this demon i can't have this demon in my house i love you so we're going to invite you to come over here and we're just going to help you go through deliverance. And I'm looking forward to seeing you get free. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how God's going to use you and get you cleaned up. And, and those people are usually very, very successful here. They usually happen. They usually really, really do really, really well. But those who bucket, usually because of spirits of rebellion and demanding their own way and everything else that comes with that wonderful little demon, I hate it, um, they don't do well. They run into brick walls here. So I love you, but I have to do what God's telling me to do have to obey him and, and tell you hey it's god's way or hit the highway god's not doing it any other way god doesn't change okay we do he doesn't his ways don't change and so this is where we're at but the church should be the safest place for hurting people to come in and get healed but the church has fallen so far away from the truth or god's ways of loving that now we even have leaders falling prey 
to this type of shameless behavior, thinking more of themselves than they ought, acting like hell publicly, thinking that God's never going to reprimand them. And this isn't a conversation about leaders. It's about the whole church. Stay with me. But if you know anything about God, God's a God of honor. If you were with me on Monday, I talked a lot about honor and about how honor is the calling card of heaven. And if you know anything about honor or love, then you know that true love covers. Now that we're going to get into the guts of the conversation. It corrects, definitely corrects, but true love covers. But when it does correct, it does so privately. Okay? Have you ever heard of the scripture that states, if you have aught with your brother, go confront him or her privately. You don't expose them. The Bible says if you have aught to them, you go to them. That tells me that's a private confrontation. You give them the opportunity to tell you their side of the story. And if you disagree, fine, but hopefully you agree to forgive each other and you part in peace so that God can deal with that other heart. Whoever's wrong in the matter. Giving forgiveness. But that's an honorable way of behaving instead of uncovering people. One of my oldest mentors, and I love her deeply, um, she has never, in my 30 years of knowing her, not ever uncovered anyone that I can ever imagine. She just told me, hey, I need you to pray for so-and-so. She won't tell me why. And that's between them and her and God. But she's not ever done that. She's been an outstanding example of love, and she's actually set great examples for me to follow. Um, our callings are different because she's mercy. But she's taught me a whole lot about love and a whole lot about loyalty and about honor. Now, and don't misconstrue loyalty either. <clears throat> and I'm going to get into that here in a second too because if you're not putting your walk with God first, you can misconstrue loyalty and you can actually cover up sin. I'll get into that here in a second. But if your perception is off when you have aught with another, maybe that's the opportunity God's trying to give you to help uncover that. Uncovering your wrong perception of truth. I don't care if you're a leader or a follower. Every one of us have opportunities for learning. I'm still learning. Well, all, hopefully you're a lifelong learner. But in private conversations, you learn facts about a situation. And always remember, there are two sides to every story. Don't just take somebody's version of the story because it's usually the person that has the problem that are coming to you with that problem that have the issue themselves. They're usually the troublemakers. That's been my experience. That's why I always want to know both sides of the story. And I always want God to unfold the truth. I wait for the other side to come forth before making an assumption about anything. Because God will definitely expose it. But we have so many people right now jumping on the bandwagon and picking up other people's offenses. These are the gnashing of teeth people. That they don't even have the entire story, let alone their own. They don't even have any perception. They don't have an identity. So they're always trying, and Jesus Jezebel doing this, Athaliah, Ahab, they're always trying to sashay up along leadership. They're always trying to impress leadership. Anything, I call it brown nosing, but you know, they're always trying to get their way up into the highest part of the ministry so that they can manipulate and control with witchcraft. That's what that spirit's main objective is. Then its objective is to move higher than that so it can get the biggest platform so it can pollute as many people as it can. That's witchcraft's main objective because witchcraft released that demon strategically to move very, very high because that demon spreads itself on its words, on its bitterness. Although bitterness is the gatekeeper for Jezebel that lets it in, 
That means that vessel hasn't gotten better. They've gotten bitter. They didn't get better with Jesus. They got bitter. <clears throat> so what happens then is that they go pray, P-R-E-Y, on other people's fears because they won't deal with their own. They won't even deal with their own heart condition. And they pollute as many people as the devil can use them to pollute. That's why the Bible says not to tolerate that spirit. It's a bad heart condition. It's a bad heart condition. And so we see this happening all over the church now. All over the church. People gnashing their teeth at one another. They're not confronting people privately. Not giving people the benefit of the doubt. Remember, love, true love, always expects the best of people until God shows them otherwise. That's covering. Doesn't mean you're covering up someone else's sin. If you're a prophet and God's shown you some things, you still go to that person privately. You follow the protocol of heaven. It's in the Bible. If that doesn't work, you take another person with you. If that doesn't work, you bring him before the church. That's the ways of the Bible. Read your Bible. That's what the Bible says. So it exposes the heart. People that don't do this, it exposes their own heart condition when they're behaving in that manner. And could it be in this hour that God is forcing all hearts to get in gear? We're actually forced to get honest with him and ourselves. Could it be? Maybe that's why God is bringing all this to the forefront. And he's saying, you know, it's time to get real. Times are getting real. Times are getting pressuresome. They're getting dark. And if you want to come higher, then you're going to get real with me. You're going to get real with yourself. You're going to get real with me. Because I see all, says the Lord. He sees all. So I believe it's time allow God to begin to clean up our hearts and to begin the cleanup phase of this event we've been walking through but it starts at the house of God first first because we're supposed to be the examples to the world around us of what real love looks like behaves like feels like which proves who we represent if you're who you say you are how do we know they're not I'll get into that here in a second because if you are you're usually truly authentic. You say what you mean. You mean what you say. So if you're not, if you're not authentic, it means you're not catching God's vibe. And he's trying to reveal who you really are versus who you say you are. He's showing out. He's, he's forcing. That's what C2 is all about. It's all the, the fiery pressure of C2. It's a forceful fire to differentiate between witchcraft, strange fire, and holy fire. So if you're in holy fire, you're getting cleaned up. That means you're coming on through. If you're still operating in your own ways, you're stuck in strange fire and in witchcraft. You're demanding your own way. But he's using it to show us who's who. So trust me, words are cheap. They're kind of like a resume. So if you're giving lip service and trying to convince people about who you think you are versus who you really are, God's going to expose you in this hour. But the real proof in the pudding Lord says it's displayed when we actually begin doing the job of who we say we are. When our hearts are really warm towards God and we're obedient to God. And, and our job that we do is only here to prove that our words are here to back up our job skills and our heart skills. Think about that. How do you perform on the job? Are you cheap labor? Only doing what's necessary? Are you really dedicated to the boss, to the king of kings, doing what is necessary in order to accomplish kingdom business? But in this hour, God's using all hearts, the good, the bad, and the ugly, 
to accomplish his purposes around us. And he's showing us what's inside us and what's inside everybody around us. And, you know, this is funny because in Jeremiah's day, it was, it was tough. It was tough to live in those times. It was pressuresome. But even during Jeremiah's times, the Jews were still willing to pay the price to do God's will, even despite the gnashing of teeth. They had it then, too. Are people gnashing their teeth at you for standing in the truth right now? Have you found that? I'm definitely seeing it around me. Woo! Am I seeing it around me? And then good for you if you are. Good for you. That means you're aligned. You're aligned with love, and you're probably going through the eye of God into the next phase of his heart. So good for you. But Lord's saying, too, for those of you who haven't, no matter how you failed in the past, God gives us an opportunity every day for a brand new beginning because he knows how to make all things new again when we obey and get honest about the truth, the truth inwardly and around us, okay? In this hour, we have a lot of good people right now trying to do the job of those who are unwilling to do the job. And they're dealing with gnashing of teeth. But it's because those people are choosing to stay stuck in the flesh, which takes me back to the conversation about the courts of heaven. Where the conversation gets. If you're one of these arrogant people who think they know everything about everyone, I'm just going to be honest. Or you base your wisdom on age when God's no respecter of persons, all by David. Remember David? He was the youngest of his house. Then you really missed the boat completely. Because in this hour, it's all about the heart. Those operating in pure hearts are the ones accelerating forward and jumping into the high places of the kingdom. And those who refuse to change or be changed are the ones getting left behind with no firepower. And if you're even more ridiculously foolish, ridiculously, let me stress that word, or arrogant enough to try to use a deliverance tool, which is the courts of heaven, against your supposed foes, when the Bible says to be at peace with all men, then you're in for a rude awakening. Because those who do this are finding themselves left outside of the feast of the bridegroom as God is calling his bride higher into higher dimensions of his heart. Those are the ones he's clothing with more firepower. When a heart goes into an environment of pure truth, hello, the courts of heaven are pure truth. If you're trying to bring your witchcraft into the courts of heaven, which is a very, very pure place. Hi, Caroline. I'm just warning you, judgment's in the house. You don't come near a holy God, Aaron's sons. They got struck dead. Remember that? You don't come into a deliverance tool, which is what the courts of heaven really are. It's a deliverance tool because only the Lord is the judge. Do you understand that? God says, judge not lest you be judged. When you have all with your brother, you go to your brother first. If that doesn't work, you take someone with you. And then you start, you're hopefully interacting with the courts of heaven in the interim of this thing. And keeping God involved because he's the judge. But you don't ever try to play someone else's judge, jury, and executioner. It will get you judged. It can get you killed. 
And a heart that refuses the truth isn't heard by God in his courts. You're in the second heaven courts. Which tells me that none of the legal actions are going to stand. Because those hearts operating in pure truth are the ones operating in God's true courts. Are ready to acknowledge their own shortcomings or what's going on in these situations. They're ready to acknowledge the truth. That's the place to find out the truth. And let me just tell you something too about God. Since he's the judge. God's not going to charge an innocent heart with guilt that they haven't done. He's not going to do it. Hi, guys. Good to see you guys. And it's because God's already lost a son on the cross. He's not going to allow you to charge any more of his children. And he's definitely not going to place them into your care if you think you're a judge. He's not going to allow you to be a judge. That's called impeachment. You get to be impeached. And all we see so many people, I see so many people doing this all the time. They run into the demonic courts and they try to do all these legal things that they think that they know. And they just fall to the ground, fall to the ground, fall to the ground, fall to the ground. And it's just stupid. It's just stupid. God's trying to tell you, he's, the message he's trying to give you is to get your butt in deliverance ministry. Get cleaned up. And quit acting like a know-it-all over everybody else's life. And believe me, some of these people that do this, they really do pray, pray that way. Some the Lord's been showing me. I see these people's faces in the courts. And one in particular, and this person, I'm going to be really honest with you if you're listening. You've been hated in your whole family. And it goes in your bloodline. Your mother operated in Jezebel. You operated in Dathaliah. And yet you try to pledge judge, jury, and execution over everybody else's life. When people see you coming at your job, they avoid you. And you're, because you're one of those people that are like, I'm going to get you. I'll get you. That's what we saw in the courts about you. And I pray for you. I do. But golly, man. Lord Jesus. What a horrible way to live. Because now the Lord's going to get you. And I mean that he's going to come after you with deliverance. That's his first alternative for you hopefully before judgment hits your house i'm not praying that for you i'm not your judge but i am praying for deliverance and deep inner healing for you because that's really showing me that you have a really strong spirit of fear and i sense that it comes from your dad by the way everything in your house is a byproduct of this person that i'm talking to that stems from your dad's family never measuring up never doing enough never accomplishing and so you feel like no matter what you do it's never going to meet his acceptance that's what the real issue is it's a heart condition it's a hurt and so i'll be praying for you i'll be praying for you but god's saying that those are stuck in the flesh whoever those hearts are that are using these courts demanding to stay stuck in the flesh that nobody can help you until you decide to do things god's way that's what he's saying and so it, this is why nothing's working in the courts for you. Because for one, you're in the wrong courts because you won't get your heart cleaned up. And God's trying to give you this opportunity to get cleaned up before judgment hits your house. God's saying, I'm trying to draw you into all peace. I'm trying to draw you into all truth and into deliverance and wholeness. That's where he's trying to draw you. And that's the good news. Actually, the good news is too, for those who are pure hearted, who are doing the right thing, is that they can't touch you. That's the good news. Because you are abiding in truth. So God's got you. That's the wonderful news for you today. Which brings me to 1 Corinthians 1.18-2.5. I've got to hurry. 
where it talks about the church of Corinth. Which, if you don't know anything about the church of Corinth, it was the richest city in Greece, but it was the most corrupt. It was used for a city for trade, but it was also invaded by all kinds of religions, all types of hearts who carried all types of wrong spirits, especially Jezebel, Athaliah, Ahab, which included their philosophies. They carry those different philosophies when you operate in this demonic entity. So this is what happened. And this is what's happening to most churches in America at present, because we have so many hearts coming into so many different types of churches, big and small, but they bring in their own types of thinking, their own beliefs, spirits from their bloodlines. And it's becoming too many people deliverance wise for the leaders to handle. This is personally why I believe the last 15 years, God's been developing hubs of smaller groups of people to help get these people free. Prayer to come higher, back to love, if they'll listen. But those that refuse to listen are usually those that are still vying for the megachurch vision when God's cloud has moved on. Because God's not building man's vision. He's building his own kingdom. He's not building yours. He's building his. And so I believe God's inviting us to get on board in this hour. Despite our dismay about what we thought would happen, despite our, our not wanting to go there, we thought things would go one way when God's saying, no, this was my plan all along. It was this way all along. And I believe God's main objective is to draw all men unto himself and back to love, back to the glory. That's, his, that's been my experience. The last 35 years, I've gone in and out of heaven with the Lord. He's been showing me things and talking about love, bringing people back to the glory, bringing, bringing people back to love. And I've been watching my life unfold in this paradigm as a deliverance minister to help other people get whole, get free. And then I've been watching the church and I've been watching people break off from the church looking for smaller groups because they're, they're looking for authenticity. They're looking to be acknowledged. They're looking to be heard, but they're more importantly looking to get whole. That's been my experience. They want to get whole and they don't feel comfortable in the bigger settings. And so we're seeing a lot of churches do this. And Paul experienced this, by the way. He ministered in Corinth for about the year and a half. And God was able actually to help people through his life, through his ministry, as long as he was there. But God moved him on. And when God moved the prophet on, the apostle, he was actually an apostle. When God moved the apostle on, very serious problems developed. And regardless, Paul still wrote the church a very, very stern letter. But it only fell on deaf ears because those leaders thought they knew everything. He heard that the church, Paul, had become divided where 1 Corinthians was Paul's response, and it was about the love chapter. But even in love, tough love, you know anything about love, it'll get tough on you. The tough love will come in and deal with the sin in the church. And so Paul was telling them, you've got to deal with the bloodline curses. You've got to get deliverance going. You've got to make it a prerogative within your smaller environments to get people free. Because their, their prayers aren't packing a punch anymore. So people are looking for answers in this day and time. They're wondering why things aren't like they used to be. It's because God's cleaning house. Those hearts who will listen. So the judgment doesn't have to hit those houses. You see how good he is? He's making a way where there is no way for us to stay in alignment with him and to stay in love so that we can continue forward in our walks, in our journeys. But 1 Corinthians 1 states that even though believers are one spiritually too, 
the local church still suffers from division. It's because so many are defiant against the truth because nobody wants to hear the truth about their own heart conditions. We could save so much time if we would. So much time if we just get honest with God. The Lord's saying, don't forget that the calling that you have in Christ is on your life because of God's grace, which can be removed when we refuse to listen to truth and we demand to do things our own way. And the other problem in the church that I'm seeing, and this is what was stated in this, this conversation with God today, because there are several problems going on right now, is that not only are we having people demanding or leaders demanding to do things their own way, now we're dealing with the church and that has the church has a tendency to follow human leaders, which develops a fan club mentality. And if your relationship doesn't have God as number one above all, then you're setting yourself up to fall by following the blind masses. And you know, I have to say that one of my other mentors, I have several, but she told me one time, she said, Missy, you and I will get along just fine as long as you don't come between me and my relationship with God. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? It took me a few years to figure that out, but now I get it. I get it because she puts God first in all things, in everything. And you've got to come into that place too, that if, if, if you're not seeking the Lord for yourself and your own personal relationship, you're not reading the Bible daily and finding out what God has to say about a thing, then you're setting yourself up to be one of these blind masses. You're just trusting the leader to give you the word of God. How do you know he's on or she's on? How do you know? You're the word God's showing you should be a confirmation. Or actually the words God's showing them should be a confirmation of what God's showing you. That's been my experience. But what God is showing me is right in line with what God is showing the masses, what God is showing the prophets. So he confirms himself. That's what should be happening right now. So, this is these problems then have caused the church to fall into dependence on human wisdom or human philosophies instead of keeping God number one. And had they been willing to follow God into deeper cleanup duty or deeper deliverance, they might have had more success. But this is the world's wisdom creeping into the church. And the Lord's saying, <clears throat> when are you going to live out Bible? Because what we have right now is a whole group of people lying to themselves that God doesn't mind if they stay in their sin. He doesn't mind. Yes, he does. Because the Lord says a lot of you keep going back to the same old behaviors like dog to your vomit. And the Lord says, when are you going to actually live out my words? Instead of just thinking that those words pertain to everyone else around you. Even leaders. It's just that serious right now. And nobody seems to be listening to God. Everybody's just doing whatever they feel. You got me mad, I'm mad, I'm mad. Not having any honor. Except for the few, and those few are the remnant. So, if you're listening to scholars, and you're letting scholars help you in your interpretation of the word, but they're not living it, only preaching it, then you need to find yourself a new leader. Because that's what happens and people only put all their chickens or all their eggs into one basket. You can't let somebody else lead you into Christ. You have to have that relationship formulated yourself. And if you put it into the head only, what happens is the head trickles down like the oil on the beard of Aaron, and that leader is misled, 
They've got a whole people group that are misled. Did you know that? So this is what happened. So Paul got into trouble with these Corinth leaders because his faith was in God and not himself, which is what he taught. It's what he taught. He said that Paul told him that God told him that we were only to put his trust in God's power, not man's. Man is not God. That's where we get into trouble. Which brings us into Psalms 27, 7 through 14 as we wrap this up today. Man, I've really got to hurry. But the Lord's asking, what makes you afraid? Are you afraid in this hour? Are you tired of the gnashing of teeth? Are you tired of the pressure? Tired of not really sure about the warfare, not really sure what's going on around you, what you're doing. Because the Lord's saying, you're tired of the darkness? That's what that is. It's darkness. Because the Lord's saying, I'm your light. The Lord says, does danger make you afraid? Is that what's got you upset and got you off focus right now? Because the Lord's saying, I'm your strength. The Lord's saying, why be afraid when I'm quite able to save you? To protect you, to lead you, and to guide you, even when you can't see your future. You have to remember, part of C2, the last part of C2 where we're at right now, when you're in the latter part of C2, the witchcraft will always be so high that you can't sense or see anything spiritually if you're prophetic. And that means the witchcraft has gotten so high, that's what witchcraft does. It's sent in strategically and it's allowed by God to trust your faith or to test your faith. Excuse me, not to trust your faith, to test your faith. It's usually when you're walking on blind faith at this point in the program. So those of you who have believed but never seen God saying, good for you, you're walking in high levels of faith. You're trusting a holy God to know that he's got you. He's got those blessings you're praying for. And you're decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, regardless of whatever you sense. You're not trusting in what you sense. You're not trusting in what you feel. You're just trusting in the word. Good for you. You're passing the test. Because once you come through the eye of God, the needle of God, everything will become like a birthing a baby. All things are made new. You'll hear again. You'll see again. So you just got to get to the other side. And you know, King David suffered with this same problem, even as a king. Did you know that? He was a king and he suffered with this. He wasn't a priest. He couldn't go into the temple. He was a king. But even as a king, he struggled to stay in God's rest. He struggled with trusting God that God was able to take care of him and his kingdom and those things that God had given him charge over. The devil can't take anything from you. <laughs> if God gave it to you, God's not an Indian giver. And these people who come into the courts of heaven thinking they're going to take your kingdom, the part of God's calling is giving they're kidding themselves. You're not God. That's a fool's words. That's foolishness. That's why we're not supposed to compare our lives to other people because God gives us each a measure of the kingdom. We need to be happy with what measure we've been given. We need to be grateful. Grateful. He knows what we can handle and what we can't. But David struggled with this and he also understood what it meant to abide in Christ, which is where perfect safety abounds. And while seeking God's face, we find that his face smiles, smiles upon us, which is all we need while discarding the scowls of men or the gnashing of teeth around us. 
All Satan wants to do with you in this hour is to trap you, but God's bigger than all that. And he's literally directing your footsteps into places of safety, away from all the evil, because he loves you. But it's in this quiet place that God also allows you to find new strength. Strength for the battle, and then strength for the journey forward. Because he promises to provide all that we have need of, even if everything around you is imploding. Don't believe in what you see with your eyes, because your eyes will fail you. And as we wrap this up today, we're wrapping up with Proverbs 20, 20 through 22 through 23, where it states, Do not say, I will repay evil. Lord's saying, wait, and I'll deliver you. Because unequal weights are an abomination to the Lord, and false scales are not good. God's been putting things around me about false scales the last three days. Where he's demanding that we do things his way if we want to come forward. If you want to come higher, you've got to come the narrow way. You can't keep doing things the same way you've always done them. You've got to choose to change. If you want success, you've got to get out of your fears. You've got to get out of the thinking that, oh my God, they're going to take this all the way. No, they're not. They're not God. Have you noticed God and how he's been delivering you and how he's been faithful to keep? That speaks volumes for him. You just got to trust him. Are you encouraged today? I want to thank you. I hope this is working okay over here. If not, I'll upload my Facebook. But I hope you're doing okay over here, guys. I hope you're doing okay as we wrap up this 9th of all weekend. Be careful on the roads this weekend. Pray yourself up. Psalms 91. Be breaking off early death assignments, freak accidents. Witches and Satanists are releasing them as blanket spells. You need to be taking care of those things. Uh, praying your families up. And making sure that you keep everybody under Psalms 91, Isaiah 52, 12, and Ephesians 16 through 18. And, and I hope you have a great weekend, guys. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to get through this. And it's going to be good. If you want to encourage your faith, go check out the 2022 Southwest Believers Convention. That will rock your faith into the atmosphere. You'll love it. But until I see you on Tuesday, you guys go have yourself a great Friday. And I'll look forward to seeing you then. Until then, love you. Bye-bye.